Praise the Lord, everyone. I hope that you're enjoying your time with your family. Just wanted to share a short message with you since we weren't able to have service today with the weather the way it was. The text is in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about the Prince of Peace. I've had a great desire on my heart lately in prayer that we would find peace with God and peace with others. There's so much conflict in our society right now. Seems like everybody's fighting over all kinds of different things and it just makes me kind of weary sometimes. And uh, it's my prayer that we would be able to find the peace of God in our lives, in our homes, in all of our relationships. And So I just wanted to share uh, some insight from these two verses today. Isaiah 9, 6 again says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This, is, of course, is a prophecy speaking of Jesus Christ being born in Bethlehem, fully man and fully God. It says of this child, the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government established and ruled by Jesus is not of this world. It is spiritual in nature and it is heavenly and eternal. It is not meat and drink, Romans tells us, but instead it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Everyone is at one point in their life a foreigner to this kingdom, to this government of Jesus Christ. But when we are born again of water and of spirit, we become citizens and fellow heirs. Anyone who wants to become part of God's kingdom is open to become part of his kingdom. And just like it's open and available to everyone, the requirements are the same for everyone. We must fully surrender to God in repentance. If we don't agree to the rules of his kingdom, we cannot become a part of his kingdom. So when we repent, we're simply saying, Lord, I come into your kingdom and I want to abide by your commandments. I don't want to walk according to my own desires, but I want to walk according to your commandments. So we fully surrender in repentance to enter his kingdom. And when we fully surrender to repentance, we also obey the word of God, which tells us to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. And then we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we are fully repented, it will lead both to being baptized in Jesus' name and it will lead to the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The next part of the verse says that his name shall be called Wonderful. 
Wonderful means a miracle, a marvelous thing, full of wonder. The marvel of God's creation existed long before Marvel comics were ever created. Psalm 33.8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. We serve an amazing, awesome, wonderful, marvelous God. The verse says His name shall be called Counselor. If you need advice, there is no better counselor than Jesus. Isaiah 28:29 says, This also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. God's counsel is wonderful. It is always right and it is always good. Colossians 2:3 says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The Lord possesses all treasure of wisdom and knowledge. He's never going to lead us astray. He's never going to give us bad advice. The next part of the verse says that he is the mighty God. I searched for verses that contain the words God and Almighty, and I was pleasantly surprised by the results. There are 37 verses in the Bible that have both words God and Almighty. Of those 37 verses, over half of them, 20 of them to be exact, are found in the book of Job. Job, for those of us that know the story, was a wealthy man. He had everything he could desire in his earthly possessions, his family, his relationship with God. But in a matter of moments, he lost all of his possessions, all of his children, and eventually even his health to where he was only left with friends that weren't very encouraging and a wife that told him to curse God and die. Job went through probably the hardest trial anybody could ever go through. But during this time of inconceivable pain, grief, and loss, this book records Almighty God in 20 verses. When we're going through difficult times, We must remember that the God we serve has all power in heaven and earth. He is the first and the last. He is the almighty God. We can trust him. We can know that he will accomplish all of his counsel. The difficulty of our trial doesn't mean that the Lord has lost power. It doesn't mean that Satan has somehow gotten one over on God. God is still ruling and reigning on his throne. As long as we trust Him, we will be victorious in the end because He is the Almighty God. He does not lose. He does not fail. The next part of the verse says that the Lord will be our everlasting Father. A lot of things could be said here about this, but I would like to just highlight one thing, and that's the permanence of His fatherhood. He is an everlasting Father. One of the key contributors to the decline of our society and any other society is the lack of fathers who are loving, dependable, and present in the life of their children. This is never a problem with Jesus. 
He is an everlasting Father. He will never leave us or forsake us. Like the prodigal, we can leave our Father's care on our own. We can decide we don't love Him, we don't want Him. We can do things on our own and we can leave His care. But as long as we want to come home, as long as we want to be part of our Father's house and His kingdom, He will accept us every time. Whether it's the first time we've ever come to Him or the 100th time we've come back to Him. God will accept us and He will be our Father. I'm so thankful that He is an everlasting Father. Always dependable, always loving, always there. His anger lasts for a moment, but His mercies are new every morning, and His love is everlasting. Finally, Isaiah 9-6 says that He is the Prince of Peace. The word peace is shalom in the Hebrew, and it means safe, well, happy, friendly. It means to be in good welfare, health, and experience prosperity. It means to be safe and sound, to have a sound mind, to enjoy peace, quiet, tranquility, and contentment to have peaceful friendships with God and man finally it means to be complete it means to be whole I don't understand why anyone would want to live another way I don't understand anyone who would resist living a peaceful life the key factor is that we must come under his rule we must allow Him to be the King of our hearts. The Prince of Peace will not have any effect in our life unless we make Him the King of our life. If we're going to enjoy the benefits of a Kingdom of Peace, we must abide by the rules of citizenship. We must surrender in all of our ways to the Lord. If someone is allowed to live however they want in a Kingdom, they're going to destroy the peace. If sinful man is in charge, it will lead to jealousy, envy, conflict, hate, and murder, as we often see in our world today. If we want peace, we must allow Jesus to rule in our hearts. We must build a throne in our hearts for Him to dwell. Let's let the Lord be the Prince of Peace in our heart. Verse 7 goes on to say, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his throne, upon his kingdom rather, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. With his government, and the peace that is a part of that government, there shall be no end. And we understand that that's not in this lifetime, but in the millennial reign of Christ and in heaven for all of eternity. The, the lion will lay with the lamb. There will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow. 
be no more fatigue or anything that we deal with that cause sorrow and pain in this life. But it's just going to be peace and joy forevermore. That's something that's hard to even imagine because of all the conflict around us in our world. All the chaos and all the working of carnal men and our flesh. But there is coming a day. There is coming a day when the Prince of Peace will rule completely and totally. And that kingdom will be peace forevermore. Maybe today you're struggling with not being able to make ends meet. You're struggling with conflict in your heart and your mind. You're missing loved ones who have passed away. Holiday season can be especially difficult if if we're separated from those that we love. But just understand today that Jesus Christ loves you more than you could ever imagine. That he desires to be all these things that we mentioned in Isaiah chapter 9. He wants to be all these things in your life. He wants to be wonderful. He wants to be counselor. He wants to be mighty God. He wants to be your everlasting father. And he wants to be the prince of peace in your life. Why don't we close in prayer and ask the Lord to accomplish these things in us. Lord Jesus, I'm thankful for everyone who's a part of Living Waters Fellowship. I'm thankful for everyone who may listen to this message. I pray that they would find peace in you, God. With all the trouble in our world today, with all the chaos and confusion, with all the darkness and the indifference and the apathy and the hatred and the malice, that, Lord, in you there is peace that passes all understanding. Lord, it's not just a a good religious feeling. It's not just thinking ourselves happy. But, Lord, when you step into our situation, you come into our life and we surrender to you. We find a true peace. We find joy. Lord, I pray that you'll provide that today for everyone who surrenders to you. I know that it will happen and that it's more dependent on us than it is on you. If we will surrender, you will give us peace. You will allow us to experience the joy and the comfort of your kingdom. Lord, I pray that you bless everyone who's listening to this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I love each and every one of you. I pray that you enjoy this season examining the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God bless you in Jesus' name.